I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold. In October of 1985, a woman named Cherie Warren left work at a busy Salt Lake City office. To meet her estranged husband at a downtown auto dealership. She never made it home. Cherie's car surfaced weeks later in Las Vegas. In the parking lot of a hotel casino. No one knows how it got there. Strange. It was strange. Both Cherie's estranged husband and her boyfriend raised suspicion for investigators. I kind of thought that he might have done something. But no arrests were ever made. In Cold Season 3, we dig into double lives, make new connections in the case, and examine the difficulty raised by reasonable doubt. We want answers just as much as anyone else. They have creeps like that now, too, so nothing's changed. That's the new Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie. Now available anywhere you get your podcasts. Inside Sources. Inside Sources. Inside Sources. Where KSL offers Utah deeper insights on the news. Host Boyd Matheson divides rage from reason and elevates the conversation on issues crucial to our community. On KSL News Radio 102.7 FM and 1160 AM. Eye on the Hill 2021. 2021. Special coverage on Inside Sources. Republican lawmakers in the Utah legislature, of course, approved their own maps uh, over those drawn by the Independent Redistricting Committee. State Democrats have accused them of gerrymandering and claim outside influence had a bigger say in how the lines were drawn than state Democrats. But not all of the new maps lacked Democratic representation or support uh, and are more important than any of the new congressional maps. Just to remind everyone that uh, we do tend to hyperventilate on the on the federal level uh, and the congressional districts being drawn. Uh, and part of that is because we have bought in to the idea that any significant problem in society needs to be solved in Washington. And that is part of the problem. And it is not accurate, true, or productive to think that way. Uh, so let's go through, let's, let's break it down just a little bit. Utah House Minority Leader Brian King uh, spoke with uh, Debbie Dejanovic as part of David Dejanovic this morning, and uh, he made the accusation that national Republicans had a large say in how congressional maps in Utah were drawn. It was imposed on us from uh, outside interests outside Utah. I can't find any uh, legislators who acknowledge having a significant uh, say and part in how those lines were going to be drawn. What you had is national Republican leaders coming in and saying, this is what you folks in Utah are going to live with in your four congressional districts. We're going to cut uh, Salt Lake County with precision into uh, four uh, parts that ensure that to the greatest extent possible, Republicans will have an advantage in every one of those four seats that are up for grabs in the congressional elections. That's very troubling. And so it's interesting uh, that Representative King focused on that component of it uh, and uh, accusing national Republicans of coming into the state and uh, drawing those lines and making those mandates. Uh, I'm not sure where the evidence falls on all of that. I'm not sure which voices or which people uh, he is referring to. Uh, and I do I do have challenges with the process, to be sure. Uh, I don't like the way it's been rolled out. I think there was uh, better ways to, to get to the conclusions and there's a host of different things that you can actually debate and and get through. That's fine. Uh, one of the things that I actually did take heart in uh, was that Representative King uh, did say that the Democrats had a good working relationship, had good input 
with Republicans to draw the local district maps. The Democrats in the House and the Senate had a good working relationship with Republicans in putting together the state school board and the state house and the state senate maps, but very little or any input into that congressional map. And that's what's troubling to me. The congressional, you can make allegations and feel strongly about unfairness in some of those three other maps that I just mentioned, but the congressional map is a travesty. Okay. So I, I love the fact that he said, Hey, look, Democrats in the house and the Senate had good working relationships with Republicans in putting together the state school board the House and the Senate maps uh, for the state legislature. Uh, That is a good thing, and that is an important thing because those are the ones that are going to impact your day-to-day life uh, more than anything. Again, so often we have bought into the messaging from both political parties that all things have to be solved in Washington. And so then, of course, who's there matters more than anything else. The reality is your state school board, your House of Representative uh, member, and your Senate member in the state legislature, not the federal delegation, the state level, is going to have the biggest impact on your day-to-day life, your home, your family, your community, your job, your road. Those are all things that are going to be done at the state and local level. Uh, and so I, I am heartened and encouraged that in those redrawing and redistricting uh, that, yes, I'm sure there are still some who think it should have been one way or another, uh, but there's always going to be that. Regardless of who's in power, regardless of who's driving the train, uh, that's always going to be an issue. Uh, But I do love the fact that there was clearly some good conversations, good dialogue, listening back and forth, uh, and people felt like they had good input in terms of the state school board, the House of Representatives, and the state Senate. Uh, Critically important that we have some some good, solid confidence there. And we should validate that. We should celebrate that. And then, of course, we should try to emulate that uh, into the other maps as well. Uh, Representative King concluded, uh, of course, by calling on the legislature to select the independent redistricting commission map and kind of get into it that way, which we're watching on the Hill. I think it's very important, though, that we recognize the voice of the people in 2018 was we want independent redistricting commission. We want a more uh, objective fair way of uh, having these maps drawn and um, we're on the cusp of seeing whether the legislature is listening Uh, we are working hard as democrats to see to the greatest extent possible those independent redistricting commission maps put in place Uh, so again uh, important conversations up on utah's capitol hill today we're going to continue to keep our eye on it from here at ksl news radio throughout the day throughout the afternoon as votes begin to happen on some of these different proposals and a host of other things by the way including uh, the uh, mandates uh, requirements for businesses uh, from the biden administration there's going to be some conversations there there's some uh, criminal justice reform bail bond reform uh, the, the naming of Dixie State University. There's a host of other things that are on this special session, and we'll continue to keep our eyes on it. And again, I'm just going to remind everybody uh, that we got to look local first. Don't buy in. I, I'm just telling you, most of the problems that need to be solved in our country, the answers are not coming out of the marbled halls of Washington, D.C. They're going to come out of state and local State and local conversations, those elections are so important and they often get overshadowed or completely ignored because we are obsessed and told over and over and over again that everything is national. 
Uh, it used to be that you'd always hear all politics is local. Well, over the last couple of election cycles, all things have become national. And my hope is that we've turned the corner on that. And we actually saw that in the Virginia governor's race. Terry McAuliffe, the Democrat, tried to make it all national. And he was upset. He was lost. Governor-elect Yunkin went local. He focused on the issues that were affecting everyday uh, people in the Commonwealth of Virginia, from food tax to gas prices to education choices, uh, and won the day. So I'm hopeful. I'm hopeful that we can kind of extricate ourselves from this obsession with the national politics. Uh, It has a role. Federal government clearly has a role to play. It's an important role. And it's what happens at the state and local level that really drives the day, is going to solve the problems, and is going to ensure that everybody gets an equal start and a fair chance uh, in the race of life. And that's the way we've got to view these things, not just obsessed on what's happening at the federal level. Uh, We can do better. And the answer, the answer is local. We're going to step aside for a quick commercial break. When we come back, today marks the 32nd anniversary of the fall of the Berlin Wall. What lessons can we learn today from what happened back then? Stay with us on KSL News Radio. I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast Cold. In October of 1985, a woman named Cherie Warren left work at a busy Salt Lake City office to meet her estranged husband at a downtown auto dealership. She never made it home. Cherie's car surfaced weeks later in Las Vegas. In the parking lot of a hotel casino. No one knows how it got there. Strange. It was strange. Both Cherie's estranged husband and her boyfriend raised suspicion for investigators. I kind of thought that he might have done something. But no arrests were ever made. In Cold Season 3, we dig into double lives, make new connections in the case, and examine the difficulty raised by reasonable doubt. We want answers just as much as anyone else. They have creeps like that now, too, so nothing's changed. That's the new Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie. Now available anywhere you get your podcasts.